Okay, good evening. It is now officially... Oh, it's the 9th of Tishrei. Hey, now. It's the evening before Yom Kippur, and it is third Monday, the 3rd of October. Okay. We are going on in the story of the cripple. It says like this. Um, right, so where were we? So... He got robbed in the forest. He's crawling around eating grass. Or he's just pulling himself. He can't crawl. Or he's crawling, right? He can't walk. He can't stand up. And he finds a diamond. Pulls the diamond out by the root. Uh, excuse me. Pull, finds this weird flower he's never seen before. Pulls it out by the root. Sees a diamond. Accidentally, when handling the diamond, gets taken to the place where the moon and the sun are speaking. Right? The the son is talking about how there's this tree with all these powers that he he is upset because his his rays um, dry the dry the tree out. And the moon says, "That's nothing. You got no problems. I got I got mountains and mountains that surround my mountains. And in the mountains surrounding the mountains, there live demons. The demons have chicken legs." And they suckle from my legs when so my legs have no strength. So then what did the sun says? Oh, don't worry. There's a pathway. There's a place where you say, There's a path, and from this path splits up many paths. And one of the paths is the path of the righteous, and one of the paths is the path... Um, uh, what does he say? Of, of There's a path of heretics. There's all kinds of different paths. Right in this one place, and you can go there. You can go there, and you can uh, take the the dust from the path that heals your legs, and then your legs will be healed. But um, bump. So, v'yelacha refuah al raglecha, and your legs will be healed. and the son heard all this. Right, and so I wanted to say that this was. <clears throat> This is a mashal, a metaphor for the interface between the mind and the heart, right? Between intellect and emotion, which in my experience comes most powerfully when I engage in Hidbodadut, Hizbodadus, speaking to God in my own words, taking time, going. Uh, God willing, I try every day to set time aside to make that happen. Not an easy practice, but important. And one of the reasons I've found it so important to be involved in taking this time to speak to God every day is that it really does, it just kind of, um, it gets a lot of the, of, the, of, the, of the dust out, right? Sometimes I have dust in my brain, sometimes I have dust in my, usually I have dust in both my brain and my heart, but I just kind of, you know, it helps me clarify what our thoughts, right? Right, I, I think I'm, you know, happy. I think I'm upset. Do I think I'm upset? Or do I feel upset? Oh, right. I feel upset. Okay, but when uh, when I'm not allowing myself to think appropriately or not allowing myself to feel appropriately uh, to the fullest extent I can, it's hard to tell. You know, I, I I feel, but you know, it's it's not clear, right? It's hard to tell when is my head speaking and when is my heart speaking. But I find that in Hitbodadut, his betadis, um, I I'm able to clarify. I'm able to sort of clarify that channel, right? Like go from the brain down to the heart and out and out my mouth through words. Um, just helps kind of give everything its own space, right? So I want to say that this is 
This is a... All right, we'll go on, we'll see. Okay, so that's where we were. It says, Betoch kach nistakel al hadumit betzadacher. And while this is happening, while he's in the place where the sun and the moon meet, he looks at the diamond in his hand on a different side of it, vera'a katuv sham, and sees that it's written there, shemishi yochez ba'oto atzad, one that will hold on to this side, shisa'oto lehaderech shiyotzim mimenu kamadrachim. What does that say? It says that he looks at the diamond. He sees there's another side of the diamond. Right? We said there's a four-sided diamond. It's a mirubat, it's a square. And it says that one that holds onto this side, that it would take him up to the place that the pathways split from it into many directions. The path splits into many paths. And what does he do? He grabs that side, and he's lifted there, and that he and then he puts his, his, his legs, his feet, on the pathway, that the dust heals the feet. And his legs were immediately healed. Okay. So what I want to say is happening here is that he basically, he hit bottom, right? He's on the ground eating, eating grass, just dragging himself around, just living like an animal. And then he's just living like that for long enough, and then he has a moment of clarity. He sees something interesting. He sees a moment in the darkness that seems different than the regular, you know, uh, animal food he's been eating, the very, very proper, you know, debauchery into basement he's been living in. And he explores it, he pulls the thing out by its root, and underneath is a diamond. And then he accidentally, okay, touches the side of the diamond that takes him to the sun and the moon. Okay. And then, he, okay, so what I think is happening there is the idea that when a person is in, you know, hitting a bottom, in a binge, in a bad place, right, that sort of accidentally, eventually, right, they'll have some kind of clarity where they, 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 one can feel God speaking to them. One can say, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hashem wants to show me something. There's an opening here, right? I'm getting a chance to sort of get out of this, this, you know, mindless cycle I'm in of, of, you know, self-destruction. Like, oh, and then I take that time. What does he do? He pulls it out by the root. He explores that feeling, pulls it up by the root, and then that accidentally takes him to a place where he does cheshbon and nefesh, where he starts to pray, he starts to speak, he starts to think about, right, the, the, the thing that, as far as I know, is unique to man, that we think that we can think about our thoughts, right, and prayer helps us to do that. We are mitzpalel, we are self-judging, right? And so he goes to that place accidentally. So accidentally, I can find myself in a bad place and accidentally end up in a place, you know, who, you know, I know I've certainly had, you know, times, you know, drunk, sad, and lonely, and, oh, God, why me? You know, why isn't it different, you know? And, um, and in that space of brokenness, reach out to God. But then what happens is, and then, and then the next stage is that while this is happening and he has this moment of prayer, of introspection, right, which can happen sort of by accident, 
Then what happens is he looks down, he looks at the diamond in his hand. The diamond in his hand is, call it tefillah, prayer, call it emunah, faith, call it um, an open mind, right? Whatever, whatever gets me out of my the hell that I'm in. And it says, Mi shiochez side. One that will hold this side, he will go to the place where the, the, the road splits into many roads. And it says, So he accidentally could get to the place where he could like, you know, have enough clarity to pray. And have enough clarity to, to, to clarify what his thoughts, what's his feelings, and have some kind of space in his in his mind and in his heart but he had to intend to he had to hold on to the diamond he had to intend to go to the place where the one path becomes many paths right right meaning i can accidentally end up at a place where i'm praying where i want something different where i recognize that my life could be different where i recognize that that there is a power greater than myself that runs the world that I can end up at almost at accident, almost accidentally, but to then make a choice that the path I'm on, I can change, I can veer from, I can do something different. That I have to choose, right? The first step is recognizing that I need to pray. The first step is finding a moment of clarity, finding a moment of self self awareness. But then I have to choose. And that's what he does. He chooses, he goes to this path, and the first thing that he does, what happens he gets to this path? It says, The first thing he does is he puts his feet in the dust, right? That heals the feet, and he's immediately healed. Right? And I think what that's saying, I think what Rabbeinu is, is teaching us here, is that the first thing I need to do once I get to the path if I'm if I'm gonna go on this path, I need to I need to be able to walk, right? I need to get over my fear of movement. I need to get my, over my, I need to grow up a little bit, and I need to grow a little bit of a little bit of a backbone, you know, maybe some other you know another particular masculine body part that uh, some say grows some, eh, you know, uh, get tough, put my head on straight, right? Stand on my feet. I've gone for a long time crawling. doesn't mean I don't have legs. It just means my legs were sick. I was afraid to use them. But the first thing I'm going to do when I get to this one path that turns into other paths, if I'm going to go anywhere different, I need to, I need to find a, a trait of mine, a midah, that's, that's pagum, and I need to work on that. Right? His feet didn't work, so he's just crawling on his, on, on his face. Fix the legs. Fix the legs. Right? You know that legs... Legs is, is malchus, right? Is manifestation in this world. We know the raglaim is relevant, relevant to the, the shosh, shalosh raglaim, the three festivals that were, were manhig am Israel that are, that are compared to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, the three fathers. The, the legs is very important, is how we manifest in this world. It's a primary way we manifest in this world. It's a very simple and very primary way in which we manifest in this world. And that's what he's learning to do. The first thing he's doing is like, oh, I can walk around, right? I'm a son of, of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, right? I have, I might not have any masim. I might not be, I might be a, a garnished, mid-garnished. I might be nothing. But my father's father's fathers were something. And they, they were in the world first. So I can 
go now in the world. Right, what does Rabbi Nachman say? Um, what are you afraid about? I, I came before you. I was already here, right? Rabbi Nachman paved the way. He's got to follow his path. Okay, so once he gets the legs, once he gets the feet going, it says he goes and he takes from the dust from all of the paths, and he took from, and he made from their piles, and he gathers the dust from the other paths. He gathers the dust, the, the, the grains of dust of the path of the tzadikim by itself, of the righteous by itself. And so too he did with the, the grains of sand from all the other pathways. He gathers them all. He gathers each one by itself. And he took them with him. I'm okay. It's 13 minutes. Now starts a big paragraph. I don't want to just um, dre on. So I think I'm going to put a pin in it here. What's the deal with the dust? Um, uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's the idea that um, when when I first start to do chuva, when I first start to recover, when I first start to to heal. Right, I gotta kind of like, like the different paths have different um, attributes. Right, we saw that there's a path of the righteous. The the sun mentions the path of the righteous, and the path of the heretic, um, and anything else. And we saw we're gonna see if there's a path of the mishugaim of the crazy. Right, there's all kinds of different pathways. Right, once I start trying to recover, once I start trying to do tshuva, right. Part of me wants to be a, a tzaddik, and I'm just, oh, I'm never going to do an Avera ever again. I'm never going to transgress God's will ever again. I'm just going to sit and, and, and learn Torah and daven, and, and you know, that's that's one way. That's one way to repent. Another way is to become an apicorus. You know, to, 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 oh, I know everything. I know better than anyone, right, is to, to just retreat inside myself, Right? Another way is to go crazy, right? Um, to be angry, to try and re-engage with the world from a place of resentment, to try and re- re-engage in the world from a place of hurt, from a place of uh, victimizing myself, self-pity, etc. These are all ways that I can choose to, to react. These are all ways that I can choose to be. Um... After I have a moment of clarity. Fine. So let's pause it here for now. It's 15 minutes. Um, yeah, and I hope all is well. And uh, I will try and get in another recording before Yom HaKippurim. But who knows if it'll get up, if you'll hear it, etc. So uh, if I don't speak to you before then, have a, a lovely fast, right? We know it says in the, in the, in the Mishnah, the Gemara. It says, Lo ayu yomim tovim liyisrael kippurim. Something like that. There were, there were no greater days in Am Yisrael than the Tuba'av, the 15th of Av, and Yom Kippurim and Yom Kippur. Right? And it is, of course, uh, the day that the Kohen Gadol goes into the Kodesh Kedoshim. It's also the day that God, that Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai with the, the Luchas Hashniyos, the second tablets, which is to say it's a day of renewal. And it's a day of forgiveness, and it's a day of um, just letting letting God, you know, let it, letting go and letting God 
right? Because you know, I need I need God to to do His thing. That's all, right? The strength of the day, the day itself, uh, does does the magic. I just got to be there. All I got to do is be there. So, uh, we should all be there. With that, have a wonderful evening.